Bypass the intro of the show because we're watching Mariana. Last name I can't pronounce. Power Mayan. <laughs> Power okay. Mayan. All right, she's gonna be going for. We'll edit season. the intro. Yeah, we'll edit the intro. Gotta love technology. We can sit here watch the U.S. Open in San Diego from my phone as we're sitting in the evil layer. Absolutely, and yeah, it would be cool to give a little live reaction because this is a potential for 700 Wilkes, correct? First 700 Wilkes raw ever. Here we go. Here we go. Six stance. Did it in seven. <laughs> Did it in seven. But you know what? I think Dad deserves a bow to the crowd. You just had a 700 votes. Just give a little bow. You did. You just did. Or oh, she did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, and then he gets Steffi. This and is Steffi's next. See, this, so is, this gr- is awesome. Yeah, this is great. I. This is something about powerlifting that it needs more of. And what do we say? Like one of the early episodes. The future or is female, but the current, I think the current now, the biggest superstars, the people who wanted, the people who people wanted to see compete most was been Steffi and Mariana. Yeah. And they're going head to head today. Because Mariana made the cut to Steffi's weight class. Yeah. Which is incredible. Yeah. 25 pounds. Here we go. Steffi Cohen. Opening with 507. Opening with 507. That is incredible. What did, uh, Mariana say? Uh, 205, so what is that? It's four, four something. 474? Sounds about right. 450-ish, a little over 450. I'm not as good as Kilo as I thought. Here we go. It's 2.2. Steffi. Boom. Like nothing. Alright, so it, it is gonna be a dog fight. Yep. It is gonna be a dog fight. Uh, I'm gonna turn this down just a little bit and we can, uh, Two fifteen, so that's five under what Steffi just pulled. But again, you look at just everything else that Mariana has done: five seventy four squat, a two ninety one bench. I mean, she is way out in front right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steffi's gonna have to pull somewhere around like the high fives to catch her. Nice, and she's gonna need Mariana to miss. Yeah, this is very rare. Very on seven percent right now. Yeah, this is very rare that we're getting a head-to-head battle in a one a, a a big high stakes competition. Yeah, and two, it's even added to the high stakesness of the competition is because it's all it's for all time Wilkes. All, all time Wilkes, all time world records. I mean, yeah. all all the things are are on the line right now. Yep, um, and it's uh, it's exciting, man. This is cool. This is. These are the kind of things, and, and unfortunately, we just don't have the consistency in it yet, but this is the type of stuff that makes powerlifting exciting to people. Yeah. This is why fighting is exciting, because you can have potentially guys that are, you know, in the same weight class, and they're just world class, they're amazing, they're unbelievable, mm-hmm. and fighting for world titles. Uh, oh, it's like she did not, Ricky did not get her second attempt. Okay. Uh, so I'm kind of watching out the corner of my eyes and watching to see when uh, Mariana's going to come back up. But Yep. Yeah, so we got the U.S. Open. We're doing a little bit different intro because we just kind of got excited and wanted to do a live reaction to it. Yeah, I reset the phone. We're all crap. <laughs> yeah, and right when uh, right when we pulled out the microphone, the uh, Mariana's would do her first pull, which gave her a 700 Wilkes, but 
U.S. Open weekend. Yeah. Um, Huge weekend overall in powerlifting. Yeah. There's a lot of big stuff going on. Mm-hmm. This, this is, this is the big one. This is the big one and they're, and it's getting, I think, a little bit more publicity than last year. So it's growing. Or that's what it seems like for me. Now it could be because I'm a little bit more involved in the sport now, but I think with what I've been seeing more throughout my just Instagram mentions and everyone going on their stories, people actually attending the event, I think the U.S. Open is growing and growing and growing, and that's really, really good for the sport. I mean, the the money in the in the event is bigger, so yes, it's growing. Uh-huh. Uh, the circus around it is also growing. No yes. pun intended. Uh, that, that's kind of wild. I don't know if you saw the bear. Wait, hold on. There's a bear there. Not like I'm making fun of like some. You know, no, yeah. So there's yeah. an actual fucking bear there. Okay, I saw it on a meme page, and I didn't know what it meant. Yep. And I like sometimes I don't get jokes, and I was just kind of confused. Like, what are they talking about with a bear? Yeah, some somebody actually. What it was the U.S. Open page posted a picture of a bear in a cage. I mean, this is like an old school. If you picture, or if you remember watching Dumbo as a kid. And they had the animals in those cages that go on the train. Yeah. And it's this itty-bitty cage where the animal has nowhere to walk around. That's what the bear is in right now. Okay, so it's just a bear inside the thing. Yeah. Okay, so I get the meme now. It said, bear kills 31 at local powerlifting meet. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Why do they have a bear there? I don't know. I, I have no context for that. But I did see uh, at least one person, uh friend of the show, um, Barbella, she she got banned from the USCR. She got uh, blocked by the US Open page. Why? Because she, she called him out. She's like, why would you have a bear there? Oh, yeah. I got into a kind of a rant about uh, animals and zoos recently. And I'm not like a hippie kind of person liberal. Okay. But, yeah, I find zoos weird now. Now I'm an adult. It's like I'm looking at a tiger right now and it looks sad. They they do. <laughs> they you know, so, they so look do. sad. Weird was say when to start the show. But I didn't know a bear was going to be at the fucking... Yeah, there's a bear at the meme. I, yeah, I seriously didn't get the joke. Yeah, well, now you know. Okay. Well, that's World's Weakest Meme. I applaud you. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't World's Weakest Meme. It was Missed Attempts. Okay. I applaud you. Funny meme, now that I get to contact <laughs> Sometimes you just need me around to yeah, help you explain need, things. Which is, which is strange. 36-year-old, that explained the meme to its 26-year-old. 37. 37 I'm sorry, but yeah. Yeah. I'm 26. Okay, whatever. <laughs> well, see, it's like see, you, bro, I, I give you, I say you're younger. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> and then you're like, no, I'm 37. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm, and you try to make me older. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So we're, uh, I will, I, my one complaint about this stream, by the way, this stream, best one I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, quality of the video. Have you watched the USAPL one? I'm, I'm curious. I have not watched one of those yet. I just heard quality of it. And, um... Quality of the spotters in this one is better, but anyway. Yeah, not as for sure. Quality at all. For sure. For sure it is. It's not hard. I mean, the fucking platform isn't. What are they pulling on? A church door? So, <laughs> I, I did see... I don't know who commented on it, but I guess during uh, squats, the platform actually broke in a couple places. Okay. So they improvised fairly quickly. It appears they fixed that with... The, the females. Right yeah. Well, when uh, Dr. Dadleth was pulling yesterday, it looked like he was pulling on a turf double door. Dude, it, it was... It was janky. Like, the the as, front of it was, like, coming up. Like, it was crazy. It looked like a... And I'm sorry to throw them under the bus here, but, like, a UPA meet that's run in a basement somewhere where the records... Or the, the totals don't matter. I, I'm, I'm interested to see... I feel like somebody's going to come out and discuss how... Potentially, the way that that platform was moving 
may have given somebody an advantage to lean back into it. Possibly. I think I'm, 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 waiting, I'm waiting for someone to have that argument. Okay. Yeah, I, I maybe could see that, but I think anyone who's ever pulled weight, if the ground starts moving on you, that's gonna hurt your, that's gonna hurt your pull. Maybe, but again, I just, I'm waiting for someone to oh, yeah, throw sure. that argument out there. Well, I people, mean, people will throw anything out. I just went on Instagram Live, shout out for everyone who tuned into the Instagram Live, and the number one thing I was receiving for the US Open was... I love somebody's ass on the live stream. Why didn't CC Holcomb do this meet? Uh, CC Ingram didn't do this meet for a very good reason. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, hey, let's bring that up. Yeah. Guy on internet, girl yeah. on internet, who knows. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, immediately went on Instagram Live and people were already talking about high squats, so... I guess it doesn't matter what federation you're in. If you wear something around your knees, you are going to get backlash for your squat depth. Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll go on record. I'll go on record and say that uh, I think the squats were legit this weekend. I have not seen any problems with anything. And if I have to repeat myself 45 goddamn times on this show, if you are a wrapped lifter and you get parallel, you are more than likely going to get a white light. More than likely, especially if you move that way fast. Yes, or if you dip just a little bit. And if you dip just a little bit, guess what? You're probably getting an, a centimeter to an inch lower than parallel. And guess what? That's a legal lift. That's a legal lift. Now, raw, anything that inhibits your uh, mobility will probably limit the depth you get. But raw, you have to break parallel. There's got to be no question. Equipped, get close to parallel, and you'll get the call. All right, we got Mariana coming up right now. 215, 215 kilos. By the way, she cut, you said, 25, 25 pounds. pounds. I would say even more because I was, was actually, at 148. I was getting into discussion about weight cuts this weekend with uh, a few lifters. Because uh, we saw some pretty crazy cuts like on stories. I forgot who it was. Um, this, this would match her PR, I believe. Yeah, and he's, he's killing it for a massive weight cut. And we were talking about how big of an issue weight cuts have been coming. I think a lot of people's poor performances are due to weight cuts. Yep. Uh, Mariana is probably going to make me look stupid for every, everything I said about weight cuts because she's he's killing it. Anytime oh. you go seven for seven, possibly nine for nine in the meet with a twenty three pound weight cut, this is going to potentially put this win out of Steffi Cohen's reach. Right. Here we go, Mariana setting up. Very exciting. At least for those who, who kind of understand it. Very nice great, stance great too. Setup. And We're live streaming the live stream. Here we go. Oh my word! Beautiful. Just, I mean, it, just like the last one. Perfect. It was, yeah, it was clinical. Yeah, unbelievable. I knew she was a great lifter. Now I've gotten more uh, kind of coverage of her recently due to the great meet that she's having. Um, yeah, that was that was uh, that was beautiful. That was that was amazing. That was a gorgeous, gorgeous. Two hundred forty kilos now. That was a gorgeous pull. Yeah, so five twenty eight is what Stephanie's going to pull. And now, what has she pulled before? I think she, this is, this would be PR for her, correct? If you can pull up openpowerlifting.org, we can probably tell that right now. Yeah, I think, uh, this is her. So this would give Steffi a six, so Steffi also has a chance to get a 700 Wilkes today. And what potentially we're gonna set. Deadlift 518, so that would be, oh no, um. So right now. Wait a minute, this is her, is this her first full power meet in, uh, wraps? No. I got it right here on personal best. So that, yeah, hey, what's going on here? Do you see this? It's it's weird. I just want to Steffi real quick. Oh. Steffi's setting up. Keep talking while I'm looking at this. Yeah, so I just pulled up open powerlifting. I believe this would be a meet PR for her. For deadlift? Yes, this would be. Yes, okay. Yep, this will be. So I know yeah, open powerlifting is giving me kind of like some weird information there. I, 
There she goes. Money. Money. This is going to come down to the last list. This is, oh, this is what we live for in this sport, everybody. Yeah, and again, like I said at the beginning of the show, you don't get a lot of this. A lot of times, like, I was talking about this at the, uh, the, uh, at Vitamin Shop. Yeah. With just a few workers, they weren't really into powerlifting, but they were kind of wondering how the competition is set up yep. through powerlifting. Yep. And I'm like, well, the reason why there's not a lot of money in this sport, we were kind of talking about, oh, they, they asked me if I was a professional. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I think I'm good enough because all these bodybuilders get pro cards, and that's what they're kind of getting at. Like, sure. you have a pro card or anything. Sure. It's like, there's not really a pro division, if you will. I'm like, no. it's almost, and then I, I, I gave the example. It's like, imagine the NBA, but the NBA champions get money for winning. And yeah. then everyone else is going to pay. It's like, that's kind of like how powerlifting works. Or maybe one person on each team gets paid. That's how powerlifting works. So I got into that discussion. Interesting analogy, but I like that. Yeah, it's it's like I guess it's just due to the amount of people who really don't get paid for winning meets, or just it's it's very difficult to. But when and then people wonder why, I'm like, well, it's it's very difficult to start paying a bunch of people because there's so many different weight classes in powerlifting, and a lot of times people in the weight class run away with the uh with their totals and with the first place prizes. So really a lot of the times it comes down to the race for best overall. Yep. So I'm like if you're gonna start paying a decent amount of money to everyone who wins their weight class, like you might not I mean what's the payout's gonna be like two hundred, three hundred dollars? Which is not bad. I'll They'll pay you. for your meal, yeah. pay for uh, pay Cover for the meat fee, yeah. yeah, it covers the meat fee. So I'm like there's a reason why like there's not a massive pro division. But with this one this is a very rare situation because you have two people in the same weight class battling for, and it comes down to the last lift. Usually the meet is decided within that first deadlift. Y- usually, yes. So, sorry, I'm also reading the comments and seeing how dumb people are. Oh, well, that's uh, really easy to do. Yeah, it's, it's actually really funny. Um, we should have a segment. So, I mean, we kind of do. Even with two ice uh, questions that we get per week. Um, so basically people were asking if Steffi can still win the meet. Technically she can, yes. Okay. So I know this is going to be posted after the meet on iTunes, but, uh, technically Steffi can still win this meet. Uh, but what's going to have to happen is Mariana realistically will, will have to miss. Mm-hmm. That's going to give Mar- Steffi the best shot. And then if she does. So do, do they have the next attempts posted yet? Yeah, they do. I'm looking at them right now. Okay. So if she does, Steffi would have to bump up her pull another 15 kilos almost. It's gonna be tough to do that. She's already going for two fifty five. She would have to go up to two seventy. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, uh, if you want to go for it, go for it. But at the same time, I mean, a five ninety four pull at one hundred twenty three pounds, unbelievable. And if anybody can, it would be one of these two. Yep. Uh, so it, it will be so, very exciting. So, did you mention Mariana's uh, next attempt? Uh, her next attempt is two. I think it's two twenty. Her first two deadlifts were absolutely insane. So. Stress free, it looked like. Stress, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they're, they're, she looked like she has a ton in the tank. So it looked like the most effort was her getting to the platform. Yeah. Not necessarily pulling the weight. Yeah. So now that said, I, I think she is Russian, just based on looking at her profile. Mariana, I, 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 and I apologize. It's disrespectful for me not to be able to pronounce. It's a fairly long last name, and I'd rather just say Mariana <laughs> and Power Mayan than disrespect the last name. Um, just because we know Russian collusion happens and we don't feel like getting shot. Yeah. And I, what I've noticed with a lot of Russian lifters, like top-end Russian lifters, 
all the way up to like 99% of their max, mm-hmm. it looks effortless. Yeah. At 101, that's it. Yeah. Their lights out. They're done. So if this is 101%, who knows? Yeah. So now Steffi will have a chance to change her attempt, uh, you know, after Mariana goes and she may be gaming it a bit and trying to do that. Yeah. It's just, I, I do think it's going to be very difficult for Steffi to pull this off. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's kind of supposed to be that way. Kind of. Yeah, with your one, it, this is, again, good for the competition because you're going for best all-time Wilkes. It's yep. been changing hands, and I actually talked to a person today about this. I think it's going to be changing hands a lot in the next three years between these three, four females. Uh, if Stacey Bird decides to compete again, I know she announced her retirement. Yep. If she decides to compete again, uh, she holds... Uh, formerly held the highest Wilkes. Um, and, but now you have two of these females going at it. CC Ingram mm-hmm. is up there as well. Uh, Eva Dunbar is up there as well. So yeah. it's, uh, it, it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be passed around a little bit. I, I think it will. And even, uh, you know, Stacey Burr, uh, at Bama Burr, she actually said this, you know, like, hey, three arrange the order. Yeah. Guys, you know, so she, it, it, it's, yeah, I have my opinions on someone saying that, but it's, it, it's one of those things where I, like, I'm, I wouldn't ever say that, but that's the person I am. Sure. So like, but Stacey is obviously a different person than me, but I like, for, so if I was in Stacey Burrs, I'd be like, no, I, I still want to have the highest Wilkes. But she also even says like, I'm still best in the world. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so, so she's gone both ways with that kind okay. of, but me knowing you, you would never say that before a competition, but if somebody beats you, you'd go up and shake their hand. Oh yeah, for sure. 100%. So like, uh, it's very similar to, uh, Eric Dickerson and Adrian Peterson, yep. where he was out in public saying, Eric Dickerson's like, no, I don't want him breaking my all-time rushing, uh, single-season yeah, rushing mine. He's like, why the hell would I want him to do that? It's like, if he does it, congratulations. But I'm not rooting for him to do yeah, it. No. And, and and sometimes when athletes do that, I smell the bullshit. Yeah. So I'm not calling Sissy Burr a bullshitter, but I would never do that. It, there's a little inconsistency. Sissy Burr seems like a much better human being than me. She's a, she seems like a pretty good human being. So yeah. just because I'm saying it, you guys probably should take it with a grain of salt because I'm probably a bigger jag off than Stacey Bird. That's, that's probably accurate. Yeah, but again, if I have to hold, uh, hold the greatest will, it's a record. I don't want people breaking it. Uh, if someone does, I'll obviously be happy for them, but... Um, I'm just I'm watching the, the numbers right now. So we're... Mariana is three out and Steffi is four out right now. Okay. Uh, speaking of making records... Movie came out this weekend. It did. <laughs> Adventures. It yeah, did. I'm kind of killing yeah. time while we're waiting on the attempts here since we're doing everything live. It did. Right? Yeah, this is a uh, this is gonna be a strange episode. It's really twenty. Be, we're twenty so. minutes in, and <laughs> we've been what, doing a live reaction. This is what editing is for. This yeah. is fun. No, I mean I'm not gonna edit. I'm not gonna edit this shit out. Yeah. But um, we one one point two billion, and they they haven't counted tonight's numbers. Yeah. Uh, it was. You know what? Avengers. I always said it's hard for me to get a pumped up for these movies. Sure. And I won't share anything because. I don't know if people saw the movie yet. There are superheroes in it. Yeah, there are superheroes in it, definitely. Spoiler. Um, but um, I I I like Infinity War. I really like that movie. And I like Marvel movies. Yep. I like them. I don't think they're amazing. I don't think they're crazy good. They're not like my all-time favorite movies. Sure. Like I grew I, – well, I was like 7 years old through like 16 years old. Mm-hmm. I was watching like Pulp Fiction and Goodfellas and Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino movies. That makes sense. So it's hard to top that. Sure. When sure. I was like into death and violence when I was like a 10 year old. Yeah. And I kind of understood the subtleties as well. Sure. But that movie 
was so creatively, artistically done, well acted, well thought out. Well written. Well, it was yeah. so different. And, and those movies could be a massive clusterfuck. And they made it all work. Because you've seen those movies like 97 A-list stars. And they just can't get enough airtime, and they all suck. Justice League. Yeah, I well, I mean, that was a little, <laughs> that was actually a little less star set, and it still sucked. Yeah, but then I have no problem saying like superhero movies suck because they're difficult to make. It is because you get like the fucking comic book guys, like, well, this didn't really happen. They bastardized the film. Like, yeah. oh, can you just they be, took, they have a lot of creative liberties with this. It's like, can you? It's like, can you just fucking appreciate movies? Yeah. And and I, I thought it was a brilliant movie, and I was a big fan. Uh, I think. Close topping my favorite superhero movie of all time. Batman Dark Knight is up at number one, but I think it's 1A, 1B right now. All right, here we go. We got there setting up for Mariana now. Uh, continue uh, while they're on the bar. So, oh, my, my take, great movie. Tied things up very well. Set things up for the next phase. Uh, I think it was, it was Is there a next phase? I'm confused. Yep. Okay. There, there is more. Okay. Trust me, they stop at yeah, that Yeah, because I didn't money. see all the movies. They didn't stop at that money. Because yeah, I saw, like, Black Panther. I saw Doctor Strange. I saw, uh, saw Civil War. I saw End War, um, Infinity War. The first Iron Man. Yep. I saw that in theaters. Saw, I was... Because we... We saw everyone my the My sister, my oldest sister, loved Robert Downey Jr. And this was Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, comeback. Yeah. Because he loved Robert Downey Jr. She loved co- Cokehead, right? Yeah, Downey less Jr. than zero Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> um... That's what people said I look like when I didn't shave. Less, less than zero. Little. I'm like, oh, when he had a massive drinking and cocaine problem? They're like, yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. All right, sweet. All right, here, here goes we Mariana. go. Does her bow. She is setting up. Is she going to walk over the bar? Maybe. That'll give you maybe a cue <laughs> on her. commented mood clenching my butt. <laughs> the comments are just great. So we'll see. It's a great setup. Oh, here we go. Everybody's excited. Big breath. There it is, a lock, and down we go. That's going to be three whites right there. Perfect, perfect, perfect meat cut, 23 pounds. Let me see, 720.67 Wilkes. All right, so my 500 Wilkes ain't shit anymore. Yeah, and Steffi dropped her third attempt to 245. Okay. Yeah. So she's just going to go and... Just get the 700 Wilkes and call it a day. Okay. Well, that's that's a, that's a good thing to do. I, I think it is. I do like that. I do like that she's again. She there was a competition going on. Oh, there it is. The emotion. There it all is. I love it. Yeah, and uh, the, there's a competition going on head to head, but at the same time, when you could still accomplish history and yep. still have a pr- terrific meet, go ahead and take it. Because I've said this before with my own numbers. Like it's like okay, if I have to pull like say seven sixty to win something, it's like ah uh, I. 750 is a tall order. Yeah, it is. Or anything over 730 is a tall order right now for me. I just know I can't hit a certain number. It, right. And, and at some point, you, you gotta understand the limitations. And, 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 your body's gonna cut and Sefi Cohen, if you guys don't follow her or listen to her, she's very, very, very intelligent. She is. So she knows where she's at at all times. And, and she knows where she is right, right now. What's gonna be interesting too is, you know, there, you can look, see the look in her face right now. There is some emotion here. Where I know she is certainly disappointed she is not going to win. Yeah. Um, and, and, and this speaks to the caliber of athletes that were here. Regardless of how you feel about the meet promoter or anything like that or what happened with this meet earlier this year. Um, up she goes. Oh, finish lockout. Squeeze it. Yeah. Oh, no. Just missed it. Just missed. Just missed. But when you look at, so if for whatever reason Mariana was not at this meet, Sevi Cohen just blasted through the all-time Wilkes. Yeah. 
for Raw by 30 points. Yeah. 30 points. Oh, yeah, and that's... And we're not even going to talk about that. Yeah. Because of how Mariana just obliterated this field with an amazing weight cut that she kept under wraps until yesterday. Yeah. And I think that threw some people. That definitely, there was some great gamesmanship there, so well done. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn this live stream off. That's really all we wanted to see. Yep. And... But yeah, so I, I, well done. Congratulations to both of them. I mean, a 698 Wilkes is unbelievable. Number two all time. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that's what you think about, you know, when you're at one of these record breaker type meets, you're going to have people that in any, on any other day would have been celebrated, would have been talked about as one of the all time great performances. And this still is, but when you have the greatest of all time performance anyway, I'm not saying Mariana's the, the GOAT, but greatest performance of all time, there you go. What are you going to do? Yeah, for sure. When you go nine for nine and meet breaking all time Wilkes, uh, all time totals, that kind of stuff, it is the unicorn meet, if you will. It's like actually, it's it's legendary to point almost to a point where it's not real. Because oh, because yeah. nine, yeah, nine for nine over seven, fucking seven hundred Wilkes. Seven twenty. Seven twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. He. It's 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 incredible. If you, if you pull up open power looking, I want to say Hoff. Is it like 771? I mean, that's how big that is. Mm-hmm. So you're talking guys with, you know, all the stuff on them and she's, you know, approaching their numbers. Yeah. And also glossing over the fact that she broke the five pound male or the male all time squat record by five pounds. Uh, 22 pounds, sir. 22 pounds? 22 pounds. Oh, wait. I was reading second attempt. Yeah. Her second attempt she Her broke. Third. It. Yeah. Her third. Yeah. She broke the, uh, and she broke the next weight class up. Jesus. Well, I don't see any hundred. On, on the men's in, side. In fairness, on the side. in fairness, I don't see a lot of 123 pound male powerlifters out there. I don't think I've met one in my life. There's not. Uh, I think I met a 130 pound before, or 130 to whatever classes went below 148. But, uh, I yeah. I corrected. Hoff was 779. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Get, get, get your facts straight. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, I did. I, I corrected it. But. It's okay. Yeah. So again, US Open. Uh, pretty much the big meat of this type of meat was the battle between Steffi and Mariana. Yep. That's all said and done, and it was everything it was hyped up to be. It, yeah. It's kind of like a uh, like a big time prize fight. Them two going at it. I saw. I actually saw today, like you know, flyers, billboards, like them people creating stuff. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't make it. Yeah. And that was cool. That's awesome to me. It is a, a the people. Don't like the spectacle of powerlifting. I love the spectacle of powerlifting. Or creating one. Create it. This is what... I, I Obviously, we weren't alive back then. When prize fighting was really first starting to come up. Yeah. This is the, this is what was going on. Mm-hmm. People make, making stuff up like that. Like, again, not as much technology, nothing like that. But that was happening. Yeah. And that's what made it big. Yeah. This is what will make this big. Yeah, I think so, too. And, again, my Eric Bischoff identity is kind of coming out. My Don King... Identity's coming out. Hey, stick with Don King there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, creating. I don't know why I'm saying Eric Bischoff and not Mir- uh, Vince McMahon. I think it's because it's the, the logo. Shit. <laughs> Eric Bischoff's not much better. Both of them are pretty big pieces of shit. I'll they tell you that right I, now. I, I, give I respect the hell out of Vince McMahon. I, 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 just, I respect Bischoff because I feel Bischoff was the bigger instigator of the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, he was an instigator to him to get completely plastered out of wrestling completely by Vince McMahon. But I digress. Commission the meet, make a wrestling type event make where you have where you have two people compete. Yep. That's it. Two people compete or doing just only deadlifts, only bench press. Do do I, I love the And you and you get like a certain time limit you could have to you have to hit it in. Or something like that. You have a certain time you get to hit it. 
you there's like just certain just different rules. Yeah, I would love to see like a last man standing yeah. type of thing, like we saw at the cage. Uh, at yeah, the I think that'd be dope. It's like that's the way to beat. Yep. Like that's the way to beat. You got to keep going. Yeah. So that'll be cool. And I mean, we kind of saw a little bit of that this weekend. And it's good because I mean, was it thirty competitors? Roughly on both. Perfect. Sides, men and women, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Thirty competitors, best of the best over there. Yep. Awesome. And then you get money at the end of it. Yeah, a big, I mean, big, big prize. Yeah. I mean, not, not that big. But remember, the Olympians start off with $500 cash prize. Yeah. 20 grand is nothing to shake a stick at. No. Nope. I, I will fight you if it's on the ground. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, and, and even a second, I mean, Steffi's walking home with $7,500. Yeah. That's still solid That's money. Still, it's still great. And I think that oh, everyone will be appreciative of that. But at the same time, to come away with the second best Wilkes of all time, and if you're Mariana's case, coming best with Coming home with the best books of all time, it's 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 almost something that like uh, a lot of powerlifters just can't imagine. It's, you know, you know the feeling when you come home after a great meet, yeah. go nine for nine, you win best overall lifter. Yep. Imagine that like times six, times seven, times eight. It, I think it's, yeah, it's probably a different feeling coming home with a big check versus a barbell like we did. Yeah, <laughs> barbell, plastic trophies, yep. twenty thousand dollars, and and you're forever. Or we're gonna, cause Stacey Burr had a very short lived as the best Wilkes of all time. Yep. But we were talking about the best Wilkes of all time for three months. Yep. Or how much, two months? That's Not even that. Not even that? Six weeks. Seven weeks, sorry. That was seven weeks ago? Yeah. What the, the fuck was that? It was the Arnold. Wait, was that the first week of February or last week of February? First week of March. Okay, so look towards, alright, shit. Yeah. I thought we were in May, like, 12th or something. Yeah. I didn't do, you know what? I didn't do the date at the beginning of the show. So all it this, is, so all it is Sunday, into, April 28th, then I would remember it. We are literally live from the evil lair because we yeah. threw up the Instagram to watch, or the YouTubes to watch the uh, the current U.S. Open. Yeah, pretty much. So we, we were going to cover the current U.S. Open, and we already pretty much did with uh, day two yeah, day of two, it. Yeah. Uh, day one was the males competing yep. and a little bit of reverse uh, misogynist trash talkers that seemed like... No it, one cared. Yeah, it got... Oh, and there was a lot of dropouts, but no one really cared that much. I, I, and people were saying that day one was trash. It wasn't trash. Yuri Belkin has the greatest pull, most beautiful pull I've ever seen. It, it was... It's I mean, gorgeous. And here's, dude, he... I said, or I saw somebody post this, and I agreed. He mailed it in. Yeah. The, the pulls. Because he got that huge squat. He got his 500 bench. And yeah, he, for him, 881 is on the to shake a stick at. For him, he mailed his pulls in. Oh, well, yeah, and one of the best, yeah, best pulls I've ever seen, and he really didn't have to do much. One best overall lifter, Dr. Yep. Deadlift, broke an all-time world record as well. 950 was amazing. And I apologize, do, do you know the uh, number three? I can look it up right now. The number three for? The, for best overall, for men. Oh, um, well, no, Dr. Deadlift wasn't even in the top three. He wasn't? No. What am I reading then? Uh, so that was just the big one was him. You know, he won his weight class and then he also pulled the all-time world record uh, at 950. Uh, I see the, I'm on current U.S. Opens page. I see the bear now. Yeah, there's the bear. I look. guess that's where I missed it. I unfollowed, uh, or I did not follow current U.S. Open. Did not hope they had a page on their own. But, yeah. Yeah, there's something else. There's a, there's a bear there. There is a bear. I guess. Uh, thanks for the bear. Yeah. Going go to open powerlifting, uh, they had the top three listed on there. Okay. Open so powerlifting needs... Story. I'm actually going to it right now. Okay. Oh, wait, uh, or is it on the website? So, Yuri Belkin got first. Cody Blazik from Eastern Iowa. Actually trains the St. Giovanni train that when I go there. Nice. Um, 
and then Jason Legrand. Okay, Jason Legrand. That's the guy I was thinking of. Shout yeah. out to Jason Legrand. I like him. Is he the 20 year old? I believe so. Yeah, he, he had a phenomenal meet. Uh, really, really great meet. So 881 squat, uh, 490 bench and a 832 deadlift. So 1000 kilograms. Very nice. 2204. And yeah, well done. Mm-hmm. I believe, yeah, second to huge Asian guy in that week. No, Asian guy was, uh, 275. So anyway, a lo- lot of, well, yeah. So with day one, day one, what I was receiving, which again, reverse, uh, misogynist trash talkers yep. here. And I've been called a misogynist, uh, three times in the past week. So in jest or like legitimately, legitimately. Oh, by the way, social update. He blocked my personal account. <laughs> All right. So, so you yeah, but that, from there, I, so she found out who I was. By the way, the only reason she found out who I was is because she doesn't have a lot of fucking followers because they're all fake and they're not viewing her story. Because I need content for the show. Yeah, I gotta right. view the story. Right. And Huck Finn posted something hilarious about like him beating Serena Williams yeah, in the tennis yeah, match. Yeah, and a, like Matt and a few other people tagged me as like, uh, it's like, hopefully Soul Sarah doesn't see this. I'm like, well, it doesn't even matter. She blocked me. Yeah. And then I, I threw a few jabs at her. So probably that's what got me blocked. Oh, but. God. 14 belt flip is still there. <laughs> so we could still have content for the show. Probably, you would probably realize that one much quicker. But, okay. I, I, I have a couple burner accounts. I might, I might like those. <laughs> These aren't burner accounts. They are mine my are, accounts. Mine are. Oh, okay. For, for me to go and look at like the three people that have blocked me ever. Yeah. So. They are, they are my real accounts. These are my personal accounts <laughs> and my belt flip account. But yes. again, I digress. Yeah, I was called the misogynist just for just saying different things. But the, the stories I was getting from day one, we got Dr. Deadlift pulling an all-time world record. Yep. Excellent job. Yuri Belkin, excellent job as well. Yep. But, like, the stuff I saw, Andy Huang dropping the bar, injury, injured. which yeah. I held my breath a little bit because I love Andy. I love yep. how he lifts. And then Brandon had, it's like the broadcast is cursed, and I don't want to see that. Yep. Um, and King of Lifts also said they have, like, a Madden cover curse. So, yeah, kind of so here's a message to all the power lifters. Uh, come on to White Lies instead. Yeah. No one who has been on the show recently has hurt themselves. In fact, people come back from injuries after yeah. the show. Yeah. I mean, you could look at the amount of guests that we have. At Bane 316. Yeah. We could, we could look at how many guests we have. Not many, but... Not hurt. We're betting a 1,000. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I held my breath there for a second, but that was a highlight, which I don't know if it should be a highlight. It was, And then the, also the other highlight was, you see, this is how spotters should be. I'm like, okay. We got, great. We got a lot of that, yeah. Great. Okay, the spotters were great there. Hopefully, at US Open, not collegiate nationals the spotters were good over there yep that's good to know that the spotters were good at the u.s current open as opposed to collegiate nationals yeah wonder what type of kids they'll get a collegiate nationals to spot my kids my assumption is the badminton team yeah that's what it looked like yeah the the kids so so that was a highlight that really a highlight i was was scary it was frightening it was and and it was you know posted all over your to your point about the spotters uh and I'm not going to knock USAPL Nationals. I've already said my piece about that. Same thing about any other meet where I see, you know, spotting that is less than stellar. Uh, I'm glad that Andy's okay. Yeah. I'm glad he's able to finish the meet and win his weight class. Uh, well done to him. And I, I would like folks to, to – I, I can segue here for a second. I spotted my first meet yesterday. You did. Yeah. And we got to cover that as well. We will. And it is a difficult job. It is something where you, you know, you have to be on – for and we just did a bench only, and I had to be completely on and engaged with every single lifter, mm-hmm. not knowing many of their styles or anything like that, for two hours. That is challenging. 
at least it was only a single lift and so I could get in kind of a rhythm. When you're doing all three lifts, especially squat, I mean, you, you don't know somebody's process, how they do things, what they... That said, at least one instance at Collegiate Nationals, don't step back when someone starts falling. Yeah, or don't try to pull the bar from the bar. Yeah. Try to pull a lifter. Yeah. I saw a guy trying to pull the if bar. You, oh, it was shitty spotting. It is. Uh, of course, it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. I, I, th- I think that might be a, a show we do is a hot spot. It's hard to do over voices. I, I can explain things well. We'll Okay, you can. Maybe a technique tip could work. But again, I mean, uh, yeah, this, I mean, cause I'm not a great spotter. I, I actually, people told me I do a really good job, which is very nice of them. Thank you. But I, I do know not to just pull the bar. No. If you, especially if you're the back spotter. You're, you're the back spotter. You're very important. Do not just pull the bar. Grab the lifter. Yeah, grab the guy. I saw, yeah, that was, that was a, that was, Perplexing to yep, say the least. Sure. Uh, a guy trying to pull a bar up off, off of a lifter. Yeah, it's like, hey man, they need that too. You're gonna curl that bar. You're yeah. gonna curl 400 pounds. Have fun. Yeah. So, so those, so those are the highlights we've been getting. Yeah. Um, well, I thought of at the beginning of the show, the platform was something else, and it was due to a dumped bar, possibly Andy's. Po- very possible because that was a lot of weight, kind yeah. of you know, going down on e- that. Uh, Eight hundred pounds that. But again, that was caught by the spotters. Yeah. So it, again, what I saw or what I heard, and I mentioned this earlier, was that the the platform broke in a couple places and they had to improvise quickly. Yeah. Uh, what they can do, I don't know what they did for AWPC Worlds in Manchester. That was a great platform. That was. That was what. That was the best. Okay. So again, logistics aside, uh, and then and that was that was about it. Yeah. I saw I saw the like the, I forgot who this was the most narrow sumo, I, I mean, narrow squat I've ever seen. That was incredible, actually. Yeah, I saw that. I, oh, was, and his his deadlift stance is even narrower. Yeah, and he's a big guy. He's a big unit. And he's, and he's, uh, wrapped. Yeah. So, that was, that was crazy to me. Yeah, if you guys follow Powerlifting Legends, uh, really good page to follow. I think he was on, I think Open Powerlifting also. Oh, I mean, yeah, they, they I mean, that. it was a, it was like, what the, what's happening right and, now? And to that end, Open Powerlifting, lots of coverage from this because their new meat platform was mm-hmm. was showcased during this meet. Yeah. Uh, and not gonna lie, I kind of liked it. Yeah. Explain it. So this is a, and this is actually going to segue into our topic at some point. Yeah. Uh, talk about technology and powerlifting. And so what they did is they created this open source. If I, if I remember them explaining it right, where just like we're, we're all used to in a meet, where you have your attempts, you have, you have the barbell set up, where it has you know what how the plates are, and it keeps track of all the attempts, and then that. That feeds directly into open powerlifting. So, like, the meat is going to be up tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And, but it doesn't have to be online to necessarily use. So, it's a free free resource, helps to get the information in, gets all attempts in. That's what they want to try to do at some point is get all attempts into openpowerlifting.org mm-hmm. uh, as best they can. Obviously, you know, going back to the 70s, it was pretty tough. But so, so really cool kind of what they're trying to do here is just to create, again, as more and more data are able to cull through as they get better with, uh, open powerlifting, or just with powerlifting in general. So this was again just a program that was uh, web based, but it's not to be online. And all the information is on there. Uh, you know, it calculates the potential wilts, potential placements. So it kind of feels like it gives the best of the different programs that we've seen. So like I saw at your meet for USAPL, uh, I think it was just coming up to, to third deadlifts. Based on you making that attempt, where you would end up placing the meet. Okay. Where it would put you, you know. Oh, that's pretty wise. sweet. This was doing the same thing, uh, and then also was showing potential wilts based on the next attempt. So pretty cool coming out of the bench. You know, we knew that 
if Mariana got her opening deadlift, she's going to have 700 whoops. Mm-hmm. So there's no question about that. So kind of cool that, it, you know, additional information, and, and this goes back to us talking about what makes this a more, uh, more popular sport. You think about as TV has revolutionized other professional sports, what is so much of what we see when we're watching the game on TV? Stats, data. Yeah. Right? This is doing the same thing. Yeah, this is a very stat-driven sport. It's all it a number. It Everything's is. a number. It is. What's that West Side thing? We, we, what, are you willing to die for a number or something? Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to watch that. I am too. And I know I'm not supposed to be because I'm the new age lifter, the donuts and deadlift guy who doesn't eat donuts. Yep. Um, but I... I I am. I, I do want to see that movie. It looks kind of. It just looks cool. I don't know. But you're a history guy too. And I think you you appreciate. Yeah, it. I, and I do. And I, I think we had this conversation at the USAPL meet uh, with mm. uh, my burner account too. Yeah. Where it's like I think it's a new cool thing. Congrats to, to him on graduating soon, by the way. Yeah. Congrats. I'm a very accomplished burner account. He is, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit too much. It's a little too accomplished. A little too <laughs> professional. But uh, uh, I think the new thing is to hate on West Side. And I think, I mean, even with the technology the, talk, we're the about new, to have to. new thing, but yeah. Yeah, it's like, the, it's like the new, like, all the young lifters, like, uh, West Side, uh, throw it to the road. side. And I kind of, I've made a few memes about it, and yeah. it's mostly out of, it's tongue-in-cheek. And, of course, it upset. And I'm not going to lie, they're very insecure. <laughs> the people from West Side and people who are into that type of training, they are insecure a little bit. They don't like when people make a little joke <laughs> towards them. It's like, yeah, that's what we do now. We all, everyone makes fun of each other. Yeah, it's, it's but. Yeah. But, uh, and, and that's gonna bring more popularity to sport because it's a good use of technology and cinematography yep. and showmanship to tell a story yep. of something that's very important to powerlifting. And, and there's even such a story behind the movie itself mm-hmm. just being yeah. made that I think it's gonna, uh, you know, as I think, it drops in like 10 days, I think. I believe so. Something like that. I'm not so. sure. Um, I think, I think I'm, I'm gonna burn an iTunes gift card. Yeah, off. I think we have to. We could have a show kind of, uh, yeah. dedicated to it too. I think it would be smart. A little bit of a reaction to it as well. Yeah. Much similar to what we did today. Yeah. I mean, that, right. was, that was fun. I enjoyed doing that. Yeah. Sorry for the, this the quick jump in, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I you're pretty much getting the whole show right now. So you had the US Open. Anything else you want to say about that? Uh, congrats to everybody. Well yeah. done. Glad that as a general statement, I didn't see a ton of injuries. Yeah. Uh, again, I know Andy's got a lot of publicity, but. Great for these sport of powerlifting overall. I know there was a lot of controversy last year as we were getting the run up to the meet mm-hmm. with certain people saying certain things and not being nice. And you know, I, I hope that that is kind of not forgotten, but just it kind of we all move on and get ready for 2020 U.S. Open and you know, hopefully seeing more people we know there. And yeah, more people we know and less people dropping out, which again, you can't. You can't avoid these things. You can't. It's not, it's not a knock against anyone. You just can't avoid these things. But it'll be uh, – with the men, day one, I think the reason why it kind of got, you know, bought down a little bit is because you didn't have Brandon Allen compete. You didn't have yeah, Dr. – you didn't have uh, Pollock. Yeah. Uh, you didn't have you didn't have Pollock compete either. Yeah. So you got a lot of guys not competing that people love to see. Yeah. And how, how dope would it have been today to have Bama Burr, CeCe Ingram, Steffi Cohen, and Mariana all competing on the same day together on the same platform? Yeah, that would have been awesome. That would have been incredible. Yeah, that would have been really great to see. So, and potentially 2020. Maybe. Potentially. I mean, if, if, if Stacy. Could we see a 750 Wilts next year? I think so. Yeah. Mariana, I had more in the tank today. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, we'll probably see that. Now, uh, US Open. 
covered, done with. It was a great meet. I'm actually yep. pretty happy of yeah, sure. all the fallout from it. So we also had pressing the pieces together. We did. Yes. How was that? Because I, unfortunately, was not able to go. I was a little bit busy through, like, 11 o'clock till 5 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you had cool stuff going on. You were doing, I do. doing, doing rivalrous things. So rival us, rival baby. us, yes, rivals, rivals. Uh, yeah. So uh, press the pieces together. For those who don't know, this is a uh, autism society benefit meet uh, that Two XL Powerlifting puts on every year. Uh, believe actually the donation pages are still up. You can go and and okay. upload it to there. I would highly recommend doing so. Phenomenal cause, and that's really why people came to it. I mean, yes, it was a sanctioned meet, and, and there were some things going on, but. The other day, it was for an amazing cause, uh, one that is very near and dear to my heart, uh, mm-hmm. as I have a child on the spectrum. So, uh, really, really cool to be able to go there. Uh, I had the honor and privilege of being able to spot and load at this meet. Yes, and, I saw. And that, uh, that to me, I think is very important because it gave me a, a new perspective on what those guys do. Yeah. And really, really cool because uh, we, we got to see that this is a meet that spanned everything because you had openers that went from uh, 11 pounds up to 904. Yeah. It was really cool to be able yeah. to be part of a meet that literally you hit everything. You have Jacob Stone, you know, Eric's son, and really, really cool. You know, he's up there. And we, we did the whole thing for the, his first lift. Three man lift off, like the whole nine. <laughs> Everybody's into how, it. How old is he? He's six. Yeah, he's six. I was, I thought, I thought he was nine. For some reason, I thought he was nine. No. But I mean, regardless, six, it's hilarious. Man. And it was so cool. Like everybody got into it. <laughs> And everybody's cheering for him. He gives a little fist pound with his tiny little hands. And, uh, it, it was great, man. All the way up to, you know, we go through and three of my favorite lifters, mm-hmm. Jennifer Gamel, Barzi Vaziri, and, um, <clears throat> Brandon Smitley. Sorry. All lifting and all lifting equipped actually. Amazing job. And watching Barzine take a shot at history. Yeah, I saw that. Barzine is so fucking big. He's just an enormous human being. <laughs> He's so damn big. If you see the I don't like how he calls himself the fattest Illinois lifter. <laughs> that dude is offensive lineman athletic looking. He just embraces his love for food, and I love that. He, I don't think he, I think he needs to love food. He, he does. Or else he'll be look like, uh, what's that guy's face? The fucking basketball player, Bull. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, he would just be a skinny, skinny dude. Well, if you see pictures of Barzine from when he was younger, yeah, I mean, he was 240. Yeah, it, at 6'5. Yeah, I think the guy needs to love food because, yeah. God, he's a fucking, just an offensive so, lineman type. So I want to frame this a little bit, you know, with, I heard through the grapevine what Barzi was, was trying to do and what he was, what numbers he was shooting for. And what this man does to get ready for a meet, and, and I know other people do incredible things to get ready for meets. I, know, mm-hmm. I don't want to discount that. I just happen to be closer to this than other folks that are doing incredible things. Like Mariana, I am intrigued if they do something about her cutting 25 pounds plus for this meet. Yeah. Uh, but what Barz, Barz just walks around in like the mid 320s. He was 360-ish. For this meet, this man puts on 40 pounds for these meets to be able to fit into his bench shirt and have the mass to push against these weights that he's doing. Yeah. For context, what this does to his body, his forearms are bowed. He's actually posted pictures of the, the x-rays. His forearms are bowed from the weights that he handles when Jesus. he benches. Um, it's incredible. It's 1,000 pounds. Yeah. So and, that, and if you, you don't know, get the 1,000, it's 900 pounds. So, so he opened it at 903. I'm not going to lie, I was nervous about that one because it, it came out a little shaky. It was not as sturdy as I've seen him go. And he got it, got the 903, you know, made contact, came up, all good. And you could feel that you could feel him kind of get that sigh of relief. All right, I'm in. I'm good. Mm-hmm. 
nine, I don't know if it was 967 or 964 was the second attempt. Smoke show. Absolute smoke show. And I'm like, in my head, I I'm saw like, that, yeah. In my head, I'm like, holy shit, a thousand, a thousand three is going down. Mm-hmm. Last lift of the meet. Uh, it is, it's fast meet for, uh, yep. It was fast only, so. Yeah, so real, real quick. But again, we're sitting here. The previous weight was like 626. And now you gotta load it up to a thousand three. All the reds are on. We got all, I mean, two guys on each side plus the, you know, Sean Coblin is spotting. And it's a three man handoff. It, all bars had to do, and I, I know he gave it everything he had. All he had to do was twist his right elbow out. And he's got it. Yeah. Left arm was locked. Right arm was almost there. It will be there at his next meet. I know how much it takes for him to, to put his weight on so he's not going to stay here. It's going to be, you know, potentially a year before he does this again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it will be there. Yeah. That said, number, I believe this puts him number six all time, regardless of full power bench only whatever, as far as, um, we'll have my yeah, and, and that's because I'm. I think it's very obvious, very foreign to benching. I called this bench uh, suit for a very yeah. long time, yep. um, and still occasionally do call it that. So when I did look at his bench, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like everything that I thought would go wrong didn't, but it was just that lockout thing, and it was just, but also was just an extreme amount of respect just to get it there. Yeah, because I do know a thousand, and he just made it. Made it look clean, made it look good, made it look like he was handling a thousand pounds just because he was handling a thousand pounds. That's one of his, you know, I've said this to you, one of his more famous lines to me is, if you can't handle the weight, you can't handle the weight. Nope. And, and that has, has many meanings, so, you know, I'm not going to get into that on, on the show right now, but, uh, congratulations to everybody that, you know, raised money, they raised over $12,000 on one mm-hmm. maybe come close to 15 by the time everything's said and done. Yeah. Uh, which is unbelievable. Uh, Jennifer Gamel did amazing. Uh, she won for three, had a great opener. Uh, Brent Smitley, everybody else did mm-hmm. awesome. And just, uh, congratulations to everybody at, uh, Press the Pieces together. Yep. Alright, yeah. So, again, really sorry I couldn't make it. I love going to APF meets and I especially yeah. ones that's held at 2XL by Eric Stone. I yep. always love going there because our boy Howard's there. Yeah. Eric's there. We got our, we got our fit friends there. Powerlifting friends who broke me into the sport. Yeah. So I, I love everyone at 2XL. By the way, you're ready to give back. May 11th is going to be a beginner's meet there. What's that? It's going to be one of the beginner's meets. One of the beginner's meet. Well, I didn't go to the beginner's meet. I went to the beginner's seminar. Seminar, sorry. It's seminar. Same, oh same yeah. Thing. It's same the same thing. thing? Yeah. They're going to do the seminar and then they're going to do a meet. Okay. Afterwards. So we didn't really do the meet. We just okay. did our first two attempts. Got it. Or like a, I was, I mean, talk about conservative. I was very conservative there too because I was just getting nervous because I, I mean, they told me I couldn't use the belt that yeah. I had. Eric's like, no, he's this fucking thing. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, shit. So I, I, what I would love to go to a beginners meet just to kind of watch and, yeah. you know, and, and Jennifer Gamel brings it up a lot when I do compete. It's like he, I remember Angelo. He yeah. just it was at the uh, beginner seminar for Summer Bash. Yep. And he's like, and now he's, you know. He's uh, he's, he's just, yeah, he's just doing all the meets and APF and yep. having a good time. And yeah, so I would love, I would love to go to the beginners meet. It'll be a little bit nostalgia there. Yeah. For that. Cause it was, it, that did break me into the sport. I met JP there. Yeah. I met, uh, Jennifer there. I met Eric there. Meet, I met Howard. Did you meet Big Tasty there? Uh, no. No. I did no. not. He yeah. would have recognized me very quick. I met, I will, I, he used to actually train at, uh, shout out to Big and Tasty. Yeah. He, uh, he used, used to last night. Oh, yeah. Um, he uh used to, he uh used to train at Export Darien. Oh where yeah, I used yeah. to go and we he was just such a friendly guy that he you know I 
I wasn't really into powerlifting. Yeah, I wasn't really like that much into powerlifting. He just would make it a thing to talk to me. And then I saw him at Summer Bay. He's like, what the hell are you doing here? (laughs) Holy shit, I didn't know you powerlifted. I'm like, well, it was pretty sweet. So, topic of the day. And and we we use... One more side note. What's up? Dave Hoff benched 1,015 this weekend. He did? Yesterday. Damn. I, mean, I did. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna pretend like I saw it. That that one it just popped up in my feed late last night. I'm okay. like, Oh, he's happy doing a bench only meet and did a thousand fifteen. Where? Uh, in Ohio. Okay. Well, yeah. And I totally missed that. Missed uh, missed a thousand fifty uh, on his third. So damn. Yeah, I totally missed it. Yeah. Good job. Anytime you can do a thousand pound anything, I mean, it's impressive. Off, the man's not human. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. So. All right, so we pretty much used technology for the first 30 minutes of the show. We did. We just caught a live stream of the U.S. Open. That is the topic of this week. We did a little differently this week. Yeah. Um, and only you got responses. I didn't have the question thing up. Yeah, and we and the reason why I did it differently is because we kind of had something a little bit similar to um, uh, one of our previous shows yep. about equipment and all that kind of stuff. And we were talking about technology today. Mm-hmm. So how has technology changed powerlifting? And technology can mean a shit ton of different things. It can mean your phone. Yep. We just live stream something. There's a lot of great apps out there that help powerlifters. There's access to online programming. There's all this stuff. But also the technology that people somewhat forget is the actual legit equipment. Correct. Bars, plates, uh, benches, Shirts, suits, yeah, and mollusks, equipment. By the way, I wore a seven. I don't know if you saw this today. Uh, I did see that. I completely ripped open my hands because I, I tried to be like Sean Noriega and get a small and try to fit him. What What did he do? Uh, popped his knee. Good. I don't know. Pitch uh, dark, but I think he's good. Okay. I don't think he. I don't think he blew it out completely, but it, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he knows. He knows. He knows him, and yeah. You know, I, I don't pry too much, but. Like, I tried to be Sean Noriega a little bit or Ray Williams and get that size too small. Of course you did. And I put it on. I'm like, oh, man, I can't fit over my calf. So I was getting that up, and I just I just ripped open my hands completely. But that's another piece of technology, knee sleeves. really hate when I rip my hands up and give it up. Yeah. <laughs> sucks. Yeah, it really sucks. That's, <laughs> it's, that's violent, too. So we got... So we got a different piece of technology. Yeah. And people on the comments, and I didn't post it on my page. I posted it in the, like, ask me anything kind of things, and yeah. people comment the responses. Um, answers were going all over the spectrum here. Yeah. Like, this wide variety of different answers. A lot of them were just saying, we now get to call out half squatters in the gym, and we know what a legitimate lift is, because... Do we really? I mean, kinda, but they're talking about the 315, uh, teenage lifter who yeah. does it in the gym and thinks he's hot shit and then is posted on the internet and just the entire internet, like, no just lift. Just yeah, no lift, take it easy. Yeah. So we got a lot of that, but we also got a lot, got a lot of how accessible social media is yeah. now and this gets more which, coverage which, for the which sport. We had a, a show on that as well. Yeah, and this is a reoccurring topic if it's good for sport, if it's bad for the yep, sport. Yep. Well, I just posted something on social media and I got responses from people all over the world. People from Ireland, people from Canada, people from Chicago, people from Florida, all around the place. Would, for, for those who do listen to us regularly, when you do answer our questions, put your country's flag in there. <laughs> yeah. I, I would like to start kind of doing that as yeah. shout outs to that. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, for sure. So, also with social media, it's making powerlifters more accessible and it's making the sport grow. And it is making the sport grow. I will say that. No, no doubt. Social media, you're getting access, access to anything. 
You got openpowerlifting.org. Yep. That's helping grow the sport and a cool way of keeping track of the competitions. Yeah. So the answer is all over the place. So Bane, how has technology changed the sport and, or what pieces of technology do you favor the most sure. in the sport? Um, mostly the oven. I think that would probably be, and the grill. Mm-hmm. Those are the two pieces of technology that help yeah. me the most, uh, cause I like to eat. You do. Uh, in, I, I say that a half in jest. It, it is important though, obviously, to maintain a, a good, you know, nutrition plan. And as much as I joke about it, I actually do kind of watch what I eat. Um, if I could get real for a second here, do you think you have to lose some weight? Do for I? your, yeah, for your career, professional career, as far as powerlifting goes. Actually, shitty way of phrasing that. For powerlifting. No. You don't? Do I need to recom, recomposition how my body is put together? Yes. Cause I just remember seeing your deadlift at 614 and it felt like you couldn't get in position. I think your weight was holding you back. Again, I don't believe it's the weight itself. I think it is the composition of my body currently. Okay. One and the same. Not kinda. Cause. From what I'm seeing right now, well, I, it, as, well, as it's, for instance, Okay. Chris Richford is 261 pounds. Yeah. So am I. Mm-hmm. Your, our body composition is very different. Oh, okay. But would you have to watch what you eat in order to improve your body Significantly composition? Significantly more than I do currently. So would you drop, say, weight or? It, it would probably start with dropping weight. Okay. And But, yeah, I, I am extremely comfortable in the mid-250s up into about 265 is where I okay. kind of – I would say you're comfortable. I just say uh, you're as you're getting larger. The leverages aren't the looks leverages like they're not change. there. They do yeah. change. Yep. And so that's something I have to be kind of constantly aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which piece of technology? My fitness pal. What my, I started with. My fitness pal is one, and then also a uh, bar path is another. I I haven't seen the bar path one. I would like to use it. Yeah. So I, I've used that with my coach Ronald Lagaretta, and so we we've actually pulled up old videos of me pulling. And started looking at how I get back into that same position, uh, with the leverages now, like where I gotta place my feet. Uh, I used to have kind of some basic cues in my head of where I would set my feet, uh, in, you know, around the yep. bar. And so we're, we're able to start tweaking that a little more as opposed to just watching the bar path itself. So, okay. uh, long story short, are there changes coming in a lot of things? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, so that's probably what I will, I will, leave as far as, you know, for my own personal training, but no, the, the, my fitness pal, great piece of technology. Uh, Fitbit was another one. I really enjoyed having a Fitbit. I'm actually mm-hmm. going to go back to that. Okay. I had an Apple watch and sorry for those who like them. They're fucking trash. I'm poor. They're just fucking trash. <laughs> I'm, I will literally give you mine because I don't uh, want it anymore. Okay. Um, cause the, the two things that I really liked about the Fitbit was after about two weeks, it had a, a basic algorithm built around my habits Mm-hmm. That it knew what my resting heart rate was, and if I went over, I think I set it for eighteen percent above my normal resting heart rate, it automatically assumed I was working out. Okay, and it would start tracking that. Ah, and so that it would just track that, and then as the heart rate went down, it, it would then just monitor that, and then I could either mark that as a workout, or I could look back on that and say, okay, was this a high stress event? As a, for instance, where I had a very high stress event back in twenty sixteen on my way to the Arnold. My heart rate was running right around 170 beats per minute. Okay. So, like I can see a few recreational things that might yep. help me get my heart rate up. Yep. That make it seem like I'm working out. Yep. But continue. <laughs> 
Trust me, def- definitely uh, look at the Fitbit. By the way, recreational, and I mean alone. Continue. Fair. Uh, yeah, thank you. How did you go from 3,000 steps to 6,000? Well, I have yeah. no, no, no clue, man. Uh, no, I, I definitely threw out a PR once at my wife. She's like, just don't talk anymore. Okay. <laughs> just shut up. Uh, but the, the other big thing, and this is, I think, more important, is it automatically tracked my sleep. Okay. So the reverse, when my heart rate went down below a certain percentage of my normal resting heart rate, um, and I wasn't moving because there was GPS in it too, it started tracking my sleep. And whereas with the Apple Watch, I would have to go in and actually say, I'm going to bed now, or I'm beginning the workout now. Okay. And I don't like that. To me, that's a pain in the ass. Okay. Like, I almost be, I don't want necessarily the watch to be, I don't want it to re- remember it's there. Yeah. And so, so I don't like that. The Fitbit was a much better piece of technology, in my opinion. Yeah, I've seen, uh, I've heard a lot of people talk highly of the Fitbit. But so for mine, unless you have more, but those were really bit like so okay. my fitness pal, bar path, and the Fitbit. Those were the three I would probably outside of the gym itself. Yeah, and for me, it's only my phone. Okay, my phone does everything I need. Okay, my phone one the video, and you've spoke about this about me, and I've said this a lot of times. I videotape everything. Mm-hmm. I put a lot of things on Instagram, but also it's for myself. I do not have a coach where I can send this stuff to. Mm-hmm. That would also be another use of technology, yep. but I watch and analyze my own technique and form. I videotape at least three of my sets. Yep. Um, it's a very rare instance I do two. I videotape both of those because it's very easy to. So great point on that is you also have the stones to videotape your squat sets from the side. Yeah. A lot of folks don't like to do that. No, they don't. And I actually probably – all right. So I, I talked about this with um, with a friend at Brickhouse, mm-hmm. old school powerlifter. Yep. I don't think I should post the videos from the side on Instagram due to competition, due to, you know, the politics that kind of come into play. Sure. I don't think I should do that. I was making informational posts because I was just on Instagram Live telling people how it's kind of – I I can't give exercise science advice. Yeah. I can't really give diet advice. I can't give mobility advice. Like, what the fuck do I have to really offer and as far as informational goes? Here, here. But – yeah, I guess, and uh, memes. Yeah, and that's the reason why I got a following. But it's true, and it's very it's, true. So it's really based off that. But I, I and I do try to make the informational posts, and I think those are stuff I could talk about. Is just being honest with yourself. Yeah. And so I do the side one, but I don't know if I should post many of those to Instagram due to the fact that you know people could be watching it, and people could be also competitive and tell the judges like, hey, look at his side. He might not be hitting depth there. Yep. But. Um, I did that just because you have to film from the side. I got to film from the back too, yep. and I got to film from the front. We got to get all those things covered to know where I'm compensating. If, if from. the gram is hot as anything, you got to hit the angles. You got to. You got to hit all the angles, all and and I and I only usually put one angle on the gram, uh, the best angle, which is the front angle, yes. which is the front side angle, kind of just to the side, just to the side, where you yeah. see a little bit of my quad and the uh, the weight yep. being moved, but. That helped me tremendously. Just my phone itself. My phone helping me analyze my own form. Because if, seriously, if I was just doing this by myself and can't see my squat and only thing I'm going off is feeling, I don't know if I would make some of the changes I would. Because all these changes that I've made is because of me going through film work. Sure. The, the whole thing that I do kind of stay upright, I was noticing like, man, my elbows seem a little weird. My elbows are getting super uh, protruded like, out. Like cocked back almost. Yeah, like cocked or... back and like, like I, I'm on a podcast right now, so you guys can't do what I'm uh, seeing what I'm doing with my hands. But it's 
it was super wide, like almost like I was doing a low bar, but I was I'm a high bar. Yeah. So I'm like I'm falling forward. So when I move my elbows in, I guess this is a free technique tip. That's what helped me, and I would never have done that if it wasn't for the video because my squat felt fine. Yeah. It was mostly like yeah, that looked a little weird. It looked it just looked strange to me. I know a squat's not supposed to look that way. Also, with my phone comes YouTube, and some of the best cues and advice I've got was through. Ed Cohen, Silent Mike, yep, and Mark Bell. Spread the taint. Spread the taint. Pull through your heel or uh, push off the push. Don't pull. Uh, keep your elbow. Keep your delts in your I, back pocket. I need to give you some feedback on that. Yeah. So push the earth away, right? Yeah. So yesterday when I was training, uh, I was training at the Monster Garage, and for whatever reason, we myself and Drew Carroll had a death wish yesterday, mm-hmm. and. After our squat sets, we were doing uh, super low boxes, like probably two inches below normally what we would squat to even in a meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I want to make sure that we are getting deep, we are keeping the stretches, you know, adjusting things as far as leverages go. He's put on weight too. Mm-hmm. So after we do all our, all our working sets, we then go, uh, I did, a set to failure with two plates on the buffalo bar. Did 30 reps there. Dumbest idea I've had in a long time. And then immediately jumped into deadlifts. And that's the cue I kept giving was push the earth away, push the earth away, push the earth away. Mm-hmm. So Drew just hit at AAPF Nationals, lifetime PR, 501. Yeah. Huge milestone. He's been chasing the lift for two years. And so I said, hey, we, we don't start the program that is kind of a pre-program and the actual program for, for Worlds uh, for a couple weeks. So everything from now until then, don't, just don't even bring your belt. Leave it at home. We're doing all, all the stuff as long as we walked out, beltless, like just really focusing on core strength and staying stabilized, right? Mm-hmm. And finding out where we're not stabilized so we can work on that ship. So I was like, cool. So now your pulls, you're going to work up to 80%. You're going to do 405. He's like, okay. So for singles, right? I'm like, no, you're going to do two sets of five. Bellas. Okay. He's never pulled 405 Bellas more than once. He did. But, you know, the cue I kept giving him was push the earth away, push the earth away, push the earth away. And his fourth and fifth reps on those sets were moving faster than when he was pulling it for singles Bellas. Mm-hmm. Four months ago. Yeah. And I'm like, again, it's just that cue keeps you upright, keeps you nice and tight. And it, it was a huge help for him. Same thing with me. I was doing sets of 495 for 10, which was also very dumb. Mm-hmm. We'll not do that anytime soon. But same thing where no knee pain, nothing like that, push the earth away. And even my second set, it was, I mean, weight was flying. The yeah. Time. Could have, could have thrown more if I felt like it, but not that dumb. Yeah. And then the, that great, cue, great cue. Yeah. The, and that cue was based off of just something I saw before. Yep. And if it wasn't for technology and that kind of stuff, it would not have helped me. So this, and, and I'm a millennial. Yeah. I've, and I, on top of that, it was free. Yeah. It was free. Yeah. It was free as well. And I guess, and it, there's something to say about, cause I'm, I'm definitely a visual learner. I could read certain things, but it'll take me a longer time to learn if I read it. If I see it happen and see it where I could, do it myself, then I learn far quicker. Sure. So a lot of people are visual learners, and that's where technology is good. So it helped my powerlifting career a ton. Sure. Just through my phone alone. And also with Instagram, a lot of people say social media is bad, and I'm kind of on the weird thing of it is I'm like on the balance because I always often get into rants about what I see on social media and it upsetting me. We actually, I don't know if you saw that earlier in the week with like kind of the people at the U.S. Open few lawsuits were being filed. I'll fill you in after. No, uh, I, I, I not, not this U.S. Open, but it was, I think, 
due like to the, last like year's. The, like the tennis U.S. Open or like the current? No, the, the current U.S. Open. Right, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll put a pin on that one. We'll, we'll put a pin, yeah. But like a lawsuit was filed and lost this week due to memes. All social media bullshit. So, um, yeah. So that, that way it could be bad. But also I've interacted with a ton of really great powerlifters mm-hmm. in the world. And they that helps me. Yeah. Just throughout some advice that they gave me and also just seeing them and seeing how they do things and see how they go through their approach. I think I brought this up three times uh, on the show itself with Joe Selden's video on making small changes to improve a lift and creating leverages. That alone was perfect. It was a very simple one-minute video on certain leverages you can create. And I met Joe Selden once. He didn't talk about that when I was with him. Yep. So I would constantly have to call him to get advice from him. Yep. And so that, that piece of technology is good. And a lot of our comments that we received were very similar to that. Okay. Some things that I did see was technology improvements. Okay. Technology is good, but there's a lot that can be improved to improve the competition aspect of powerlifting. I'm sure things we've discussed, but go on. Yes. Most of it was... Video replay for squat time. VAR, baby. Yeah, VAR and either laser control. Let's see. Uh, Kevin Serrano, there are many ways it can be further implemented. For instance, depth check replays. And, and I think for, and, and I was corrected on this, you know, for all-time world records, at the end of the day, the all-time world record list is a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and I, I talked about that on, uh, I went live before yep. the show and I talked about, and I don't give a fuck about anyone's spots but mine. Yeah. But if you're looking at any, like, yeah. Federation, national world records, like, I, I would like to see that process in place. Mm-hmm. I really, really would. And, uh, you know, if somebody is making the claim, hey, I'm going to go for an all-time world record, blah, 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 um, let's, at some point, there's going to need to be a governing agency that takes care of that. And I'm just using open powerlifting because they're kind of a hot topic right now as far as, you know, data collection. All right, cool. Let's say they get the the funds to eventually be able to, you know, police this kind of stuff. Cool. You have a representative from Open Powerlifting there to do the VAR check with registered referees, you know, from the Federation. I would like to believe that person from Open Powerlifting is impartial. They just want correct data. Using mm-hmm. that VAR technology, we, we could potentially be able to start really verifying these, these lists. Yeah, and I think you could get a uniform rule to it as well. It's like, okay, there is still – it's weird. There's still a discrepancy where the top of the knee is and where the top of the hip is. Yeah. You could, I talked to three great power lifters. Mm-hmm. Two of them had different opinions on it. They said it's the top of the kneecap. Others say it's the top of the quad. Like, and then I seen videos of very, very smart people mm-hmm. or very, or very experienced people in powerlifting tell tell me something different. Yeah. So if you do the V, if you do the video replay for squat depth, and I think it's right now only squat depth. Really, I, I guess really, maybe yeah, lockouts. Okay. On, I saw a few controversial lockouts on deadlift. I, I did see one at the at the US Open. I was like, ah, that's a pretty soft lock. I don't know. And I have, I, do you recall the lifter? I do, but I'm not going to say their name. Their name? I'm not going to say their name. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you can tell me afterwards because I, I saw, I saw a few people post, but they weren't, they're being about as vague as you were right now. So I'm like, yeah. I, I'm, because I saw the top deadlifts that day and I yep. saw it was, all of them pretty good. So maybe, and again, that's just kind of a discrepancy kind of thing. We're, we could just have a different definition of locking out. Correct. So, and then that does happen, but I've, I have seen a few, uh, controversial deadlift calls, I believe. Uh, um, yeah, I have no idea. Um, 
But uh, I have seen uh, at the APF, was that Nationals with the Hofstadt lift. That yeah. caused a lot of controversy. A there. lot of folks were, yeah. And I and I think I would have red lighted that myself. Okay. Due to just not going through with it, but that's very few. I see like three or four in a competition for squats. Very very seldom do I see it with deadlifts. Yeah, I would say I see probably one in. I I would say I see one at every competition I go to. That I'm like, uh, probably would have red lighted that one. Yeah, and, and but and that's that's what happens when you get judging. You have right. people saying different then, things, so a video replay will help that. And that's what I. And, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt really quick, but with the video replay, you will get a uniform rule of where the top of knee is. Yep. It'll, it could be, it could be, and it could finally be for everyone. Top of knee is here. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. It's like, that's what we're doing. Or it's like, that's what we're doing today. Boom. Over. Very nice. Uh, I, I, what I will, would love to see someday, and again, this is just, it's how people like to present their own arguments. It is what it is. If I disagree with someone saying, I got this lift, right? Yeah. Or I agree with it. Or the controversy, like Tom Cowles, great example, right? Yeah. I want to beat a dead horse on this. I know people say what they want to say. From my angle, and I said this on the show, I would give it a white light. Yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, that to me just seems like a better way to maybe explain yourself instead of saying, that's a shitty lift. Yes, for sure. Like, just don't be an asshole. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, and I guess that's kind of uh, the that's my life tip for the week. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, don't be a dick. Uh, and we see a lot of that in powerlifting, especially when you get on social media. And that's that's the technology people often assume. But video replay would be a good one. I'd love to see that. We've also I got a lot of comments on just better access to coaching, and the reason why you get better access to coaching because you get to see these people compete, so you get to see what they do, and you get their information, little tidbits. But you still get their information out on social media or any other uh, platform. Yeah, I, I I like that. Um, the one thing I'd say to people as they're looking at someone to potentially coach them or anytime you're looking at the information you're receiving from somebody who is in a coaching uh, seat, I guess I, could, I don't have a better way to say it. Really, like, try to fact check it yourself too. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just say, "Okay, this guy's got the silver bullet." I would say, and I'll use the heartbreak kid. Sean Cobb is a great example. Sean is one of the best coaches out there. Period. It is tough to argue that he's not because he has, he has the the numbers himself, and then the athletes to show that he knows what he's talking about. I would say I ask Sean why on almost everything he tells me, mm-hmm. just to understand. Yeah. And that is something I think if you're if you're working with a coach, you need to be willing to ask why, and they need to be ready to answer. For sure, for sure. And I and I do think there is with social media. I think there's a big spike in great coaches. Also, you're going to get more shitty coaches out there telling you false, bad, poor, misguided information. But they kind of can go back on. Oh, I have a great total. I compete in. Yeah. X number of meets, I've won this amount of national champions, this amount of world champions. Um and it might say those would have merit, but just Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't mean because me I would not be great at coaching. I can't develop a program. I the only thing I could do is probably take someone through the PH three. Okay. That's it. And but I've competed enough times. To a point where I could seemingly know what I'm doing, but I would I would say right now I would be a bad coach. I would probably be the most conservative coach in the world. But there's other guys who go to school for this. There's other guys yeah. who really, really understand the sport. They really understand exercise science, and they could develop a great program for you. 
So I think people have more access to that than ever. That is true. That's 100% true. Yeah, people have more access uh, access to it than ever. And again, with, with technology, online programming, PS3. Right there. It's it's a free program, too. Yep. Free program that's helped me and uh, seemingly helped others, which is, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, we, it's good program. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got a lot of people talking about the squat. Uh, squat bars, specialty bars, specialty different bars yep. sort of plates. Actually, I like what, that as well. What's that bar will post some about the specialty bars too mm-hmm. uh, today? Just about why why you rarely see Westside lifters using um, competition bar, or not competition bar, but the straight bars, mm-hmm. mostly for squats. Um, and then bench, you know, they, I do see them using the earthquake bar and a bunch of other different ones, um, the buffalo or the duffalo bar, or whatever, and. The, the concept is simple. It simply works on weaknesses and allows you to be stronger and to more easily handle the straight bar. Yeah. Is what the concept is. Oh yeah. The, 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 the specialty bars had a lot of merit to them. Yeah. I was asked today if I ever used def, uh, like a specialty bench bar. I'm like, nope, just don't have access to them. Yeah. But I can understand why they work. I have used a safety bar squat before. Yep. That's seemingly helped a little bit as of now, but, uh, I, I really would like to try it. Was it the, uh, spider, spider bar? Yep. I want to try that. I know at Surge they have it, so. Yeah, we have one too. You have one too? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this week I couldn't go, so maybe next week. Maybe. Next week it sounds, actually sounds, next week actually sounds good. Let's well, see. Uh, Is that Mother's Day? Mother's Day weekend? No, it's not for a couple weeks. Oh yeah, no, that's two weeks, second week of May. I'll let you know when, cause Lily competes, uh, her second last gymnastics meet. Oh, I'm like, she's competing? No, no, no. Powerlifting meet? Lily is now a powerlifter. I didn't even think about gymnastics. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, second last one that she has state at the end of the month. Um, but then based on when that is, um, I'll let you know, and then we'll probably report the show up there. For sure. I have no problems with that. Yep, so technology powerlifting, that's about the gist of it. A lot of pe- uh, people couldn't get super specific because Instagram does not allow, like, a really specific comment yeah, through that little butt. format. But we were busy Saturday, Sunday, and I didn't want to bury my show topic. Yep. So keep it up for two, two hour, or 24 hours, there you go. have people comment on it. Um, I've been seeing a big trend with people commenting on our past show topics. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't get you. doesn't make sense. Just, just understand it, what's going on here. Yeah. I know I understand you followed me late to the party, but if I, I post something March 24th on a show topic, <laughs> I'm obviously not going to bring that up again. But I've been having bots commenting on old shows. No, that makes sense. But, but like, these are legit questions. But like specifically, so just the show posts. Oh, it's really weird. That that is strange. So it's a great I, pick. I, so I don't know if it's just one of the hashtags we're using or what. But oh, yeah. possibly. Yeah, I, I use a like a set hashtag yeah. uh, template. But yeah, I've been getting like so it's just for all of them for just random ones. Like oh, it's like I I like doing rows or shrugs. I'm like okay, thanks. Thanks, buddy. But you know. It's, it, we did it. It's over. Yeah. It's done. Listen to the episode. Yeah, got a bunch of them. Yep. A whole bunch. All right, so that was our topic of the week. Great topic. Yeah, I think it was good. And it was good, and we we're going to have another topic next week. We have a pretty appropriate one for the fall at U.S. Open. Yeah. And fall of uh, just in general, every powerlifter goes through. I want to... Want to hear your top? Uh, want to hear your thoughts and responses to this? But obviously, won't give the topic now. We're gonna, yeah. you know, give you a little cliffhanger. There we go. The worms out there. Yeah. All right. So we didn't really even discuss the show because we immediately. We usually here's here's what goes on. Me and Bane do a little rundown like thirty minutes yep. before the show. We go to the evil lair. Yeah. We we draw it up. 
We, uh... I actually take notes, and I check them off as we go to the show. Yeah, we, we take notes. We didn't get to do that because right when we were about to do that... <laughs> was we, And we want to do live reaction because it's cool to do live reaction. Yeah. And uh, we thought it would be really cool to do that. So, do you have a technique tip? Uh, I would say my technique tip is going to be, uh, we'll stay with deadlift. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I think we're going to probably circle back around and do the, the main lifts over again. There's other stuff that we can do. I go back to the old shows and, you know, yeah. uh, look at which ones we've done. But so technique tip, uh, speaking specifically to gripping the bar. Okay. So, you know, I have, I use an opposing grip as do you. Yeah. Uh, do not do hook grip. Uh, so I'm not going to speak to that, though I know a lot of folks sing his praises because of the safety aspect. I have seen a lot of, I've seen a massive trend in hook grip. Yeah. And you got to learn to love it, but it's 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 scary to me. Scary it, prospect. And it is everything I'm told is you are either a hundred percent in or a hundred percent out with hook. Okay. Period in the discussion. Yeah. So I use the opposing grip as do you. And the the cue that I use and, and the technique tip is you need to choke the bar. So imagine and the way it was explained to me is uh, almost a way of of triggering your fight or flight. Uh, response is imagine that you you have to choke someone out and you actually have to mm-hmm. like try to crush their windpipe. That's the grip and the tightness you want to have on the hmm. bar when you're going for a max effort. Huh? I guess I would differ on that because I kind of go I, I I think actually Matt Wallace told me this mm-hmm. and it's it's starting to help just kind of bend a bar in your hands and kind of pull towards you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But because when if you guys see me pull and I think I actually have pretty good grip strength, you do. But I always, I don't grip it too hard. I kind of let it, and again, I'm stupidly doing this over a fucking podcast, showing you my fingers. <laughs> but I try to have it hang on kind of like the midpoint of my fingers mm-hmm. and lift it from there. I could still grip it pretty well from there, but mm-hmm. it does slip from my hand. And, and I, I wouldn't be able to choke anyone out like that. And so, so this also comes with, based on the size of my hand. Mm-hmm. Because, because I do have, do bigger, have hands. bigger hands. I do have bigger hands than you do. So that's why I do it that way. Good point. So that I don't, cause again, I can still hold it in that similar manner that you're talking about. Yeah. I feel more comfortable choking it that way. Mm-hmm. So I know somebody like I was talking with Drew Carroll. Drew has huge hands. Yep. Very long fingers. So we do the same thing. We have him, you know, wrap, wrap around, choke the bar. More likely he will switch to a hook grip at some point. I would see, see a lot of benefits su- from him. Such long fingers mm-hmm. and, long, and long hands. Uh, like, yeah. Um, that's true. <laughs> so, For sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, it's one of those things that you need to find that comfortable grip, but that one, it, it seems to have the most universal, uh, applicability because if your hand is so tight that the bar can't come out of it, then you only have to worry about standing up. Mm-hmm. One of the first things to go if the, if the deadlift falls apart, it typically starts with a shitty grip. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. And or just, uh, hook grip, I believe, allows you to stay more upright. So, yeah. so if you're kind of slipping on grip, it will cause you to go forward. And if you go forward, especially with sumo, you won't probably get the weight off the ground, and that'll cause you to miss a lift. Yep. Um, and that's why I actually, uh, Janice can't remember her last name. Janice Finkelman, I want to say, uh, trains out Elite FTS with Joe Sullivan. Mm-hmm. She told me with hook grip, it's like it. I he told me I think you have great advantages with hook grip because. With the stiff bar you're using mm. now for USAPL meets, you need to stay upright just at half inch a little bit more, yep. and the hook grip will allow you to do that. Sure, sure. So, and uh, very similar to your point, you have that good grip to start, it may help you to stay more upright. You bet. So, sweet technique tip. I got massaging his trash talkers. 
Um, I went reverse besides the trash talk at the beginning of the show, so I'm going to say something really offensive. I think females get better calls than male on squat depth. Wow. That's a, that's actually not a joke, misogynist and trash talkers. And I haven't called a misogynist many times this week. I feel... You should know. If I, yeah, I, I think I'm an expert at this point. I got blocked again from the most prominent feminist in powerlifting. But do you feel that way? It feels like occasionally, like, they just judge females a little easier. I might get some shitty reviews on the show now for saying that, but I just feel that way. And I'm not saying at the U.S. Open. No, no, I'm saying this is, generally. This is just generally, and, and I would say that uh, I've seen some calls that I am not 100% on when it comes to females, and I, I defer to the judges because I'm not a judge, mm-hmm. and I think they also know at some point the judges understand that this is a, a business and women getting lifts, women are the future powerlifting right uh-huh. now, and... And the reason why I say this is because females get really fucking low under squats. So whenever I see a female get up a little bit high, like, I don't think they got the call. Maybe it's because they just squat too low sometimes. Because the best squats I've seen are so, people, so what, people so who would... So you're saying what, the comparison? Pretty much. Or a comparison to male. So it's like, okay, males, I don't see a ton of buried squats for males. I see a lot more for females. It's probably due to leverages and their body types and them being a little smaller, so they're able to get lower. But, yeah, comparatively, when I see a woman kind of cut it, you know, to that parallel mark, it seems more times than not they get the call. Hmm. I'm curious. I want to see if other two people agree with me. But that's Yeah, very anecdotal. I don't know how I feel about that personally. I wonder if, and this could be just, again, I'm just shooting from the hip on this. When someone sees 570 pounds on the back of a woman who weighed in at 123, mm-hmm. man, it's like, yeah, she got it as close as, you know, possible if, if she didn't get it, so give it to her. And also, I want to throw this out. I also think that all these things I'm referring to are white lights. I'm saying that I believe a large male won't get the white light, even though they should. So I'm not saying female squat high. I'm saying they get the favorable call from the judge. Whereas the guys have to get perceivably lower. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So misogyny is trash talkers completely on that one. Yeah. Uh, because I think a lot of people are going to say it, but I've, that's why I've, I've just realized we that did, with we a lot of, it. we're fine. Yeah. I think we've, uh, I think I've seen that a lot of meets recently and it's kind of curious on what people think. Hey, openpowerlifting.org. Show me stats on, Females getting called to males getting called. I'm curious if they are similar. Interesting. Very, very difficult to pull that stat up. You're it, talking about advanced, advanced saber metrics. Well, Billy they, Bean would have to do that they, himself. Well, no, they would, they would just need it because, you know, a lot of times you don't get all, all yeah, you attempts. don't, yeah. All, you, all you're getting is just the finals. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So, also, big shout out to Squat Bench Deadlift meme page. I just posted a meme of a guy in a man bun. Yeah. And the caption was, I, I actually only pull sumo. And guess who got tagged 75 times during the show? So shout out to them. (laughs) Shout out to them because the guy looks eerily, it's like a Ken doll with a man bun. Like, fantastic. So yeah, big shout out to them. Don't don't compare yourself to a Ken doll, please. Yeah, I won't. Yeah. I'm not as tall. Isn't Ken like supposed to, if he was a real life person like eight feet tall? Something like that. I think Barbie's like six, seven. That's the more important anatomy. You don't want to be compared to a Ken doll. Hmm. Very good point. Yep. That's weird how I jumped to that one. That's how insecure I am about my height. Yeah. That's totally fair. forgot about that's the fair. uh 
I'm just looking out for the, you. The only pubescent bone yeah. that he has. I'm, I'm just looking out for the future, you know, Miss Enzo. So, yeah. Mrs. Enzo. Yep. All right, so... That's two white lights. That's two white lights for the week. That's two white lights. This was a very shoot from the hip show. Like we were very. Really that was improvised. Dove right in and the misogynist is trash talkers is very improvised. It I can was. tell you that right now. It really was. Yeah, I can tell you that. Uh, but the the live show reaction was cool. Yeah, I like that. But be on the lookout. More interviews coming. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, and we're going to release another episode this week as well, so two episodes coming this week. Yes. So look forward to that uh, archived episode. Spring is sprung. There you go. Yep. Um, uh, one of our favorite interviews, and I think long-time listeners know who we're referring to, but oh, yeah. we're going to throw that on iTunes because we want more people to listen to it because it was my my one of my just favorite conversations I've ever had because we dug, in, dug into a lot of other stuff that involved powerlifting. So yeah. that was a lot of fun. Good deal. Um. Game of Thrones is tonight. It is. I can't give any like my theories on the fucking podcast because it happened. When you guys listen to it, it happened. I can't give you any because I've. Yeah, and that's like the trendy thing because I I, again every single now people know I'm a Game of Thrones fan. They're asking more questions, more theories, and it's going to be an intense night. I might do a live reaction, not on Instagram Live. I might videotape myself. Okay. Because you might see me cry. Nice. Um, I think this is the only show. This the movie Coco. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's like the things that almost made me cry the most was I, I Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones makes you want to. It makes you want to end life. I cried for the first time in the movie theater during Endgame. Endgame. Also, I don't want to bring spoilers. I was there was there was some emotional just, scenes. Just that it's. I mean, you're it's touching. Just it's touching. An, it's an eleven year journey that's over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that that. Well, Game that of Thrones is almost gonna be very similar. That in to that. itself was emotional. But yeah. But, I digress. yeah, so, I mean, by the time we are the show next week, I'll probably be over Game of Thrones, or I'll be, not. I'll be over Endgame at that point, but. Who knows? Um, hey, I did happen to see that somebody uh, posted on one of your posts about getting some Juve socks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first of all, fuck you, I'm the only sugar daddy. <laughs> he so, said all of us. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm the only sugar daddy, I'm the one fucking getting the Juve socks. Yeah, that's my uh, old high school buddy, Brandon Savinoff. Yeah, sorry, Shout out Brandon. to Brandon. But, uh, if, yeah, if you donate 10 cents, you can... Make this poor you, Italian. You guys can pay me back, but poor, you know. poor Italian boys. Uh, I yeah, sure. I mean, they're like twenty dollars. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I saw the comment. I jumped on my Amazon account. I you fucking ordered. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Best sugar daddy ever. All right, sweet. I got some UV socks now. <laughs> but uh, all right, awesome. I got some UV socks yeah. to go along with them. There you go. Uh, getting a lot of new equipment. So insert belt coming in. Pretty excited on that. Very nice. Got a double prong in your belt. Very nice. Pretty excited about that. And you, you, you got the, the skinny one, right? The, the 10. 10. 11, yeah. Yeah, 10. I want to see, I want to see how that fits. Hopefully, cause I, I'm somewhat regarding I, my decision getting the small knee sleeves, but yeah. everyone is telling me they break in, you'll yeah. be fine, don't worry. Cause the Mark Bell, uh, strong sleeves that I have right now. Yeah. I got a medium and they fit great at the beginning. Now they're getting a little loose. I have, uh, reband. Mm-hmm. Which are like a lot of like the strongmen use those. Um, at least, at least they, you know, up until SBD kind of made their big push. But, uh, I got the double X's. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I probably should have special ordered mine. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause the thing I don't like about those is they're not very long. Yeah. Well, you know, I had a hard time fitting into a small and from rumor has it, Ray Williams wears a large, like medium, or something. large medium. So that's only logical conclusion I can come from that is I have larger quads than Ray Williams. Makes sense. Yeah. I think, never seen him in person, so I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Which sucked. I was at the Arnold, I didn't see Ray Williams in person. Yeah, right? 
What are you going to do? That's hard. Yeah. It's difficult. Just have to go back next year. Yeah. Maybe, he'll be, next maybe year. he'll be the Olympia. I'll see him there. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll actually compete in the Arnold. Who knows? That'd be cool. That'd be pretty sweet. I'd hate to be there. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be a good time. For sure. Alright, that's Two White Lights. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to leave a review on iTunes. Check us out. Subscribe. Leave a five-star review. Leave a review as well. We'll read it on air. We've been getting a lot of really weird I, I positive can, reviews. I kind of want to read one because actually I read it today and I, I enjoyed this one a lot. Okay. Well, check us out on Iron Authority as well. Link in both of our bios yes. at Fortino Power at Bain316. Check us out there as well. Um, we're doing some exciting things in the upcoming future. So we are, we're kind of been, um, Kind of been teasing it a little bit yeah. through a few Instagram posts. We so, have, uh, yeah. So this was, uh, actually left for us at the end of March. So it's a little dated, but bad guy and the fat guy are really solid guys. I appreciate the wit and the posture in which they come towards topics within power loyalty. Eagerly looking forward to what the future holds for these two. Thanks guys for the laughs. That's pretty sweet. That was very nice. That was very nice. Uh, I actually, if you're going to do that, I'm going to read another positive one. Cool. Um, yeah, the, the, the Quick segment, positive reviews. Yeah, as opposed to some of the other ones. If we may get some more of those negative ones, who yeah. knows? We do, have, we do, we do and I, and I, yeah. We're at a 3.5 rating now. We were at mm-hmm. 3 for a little bit. Uh, 10 out of 10. Although I find the opening with all lights is cliche as fuck, I would still listen to this podcast while having sex. I'm assuming that's Five cool. I'm assuming star review. My voice. <laughs> Let's hope so. That's if they're having sex to my voice, there is something problem. I think, you know what? I know this person has a legitimate problem. So, well, you know, maybe it's just him has a problem and then she's like legit. Yeah, he or, 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 the or yeah, opposite. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's her thing, her fetish. Yeah. All right. We'll see. I, I could actually ask him. But the, but and possibly his girlfriend as well. I'm sure she'll appreciate it. There we go. Um, <laughs> all right. So that was two white lights. We will see you guys next week. Deuces.